Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash iopanel. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And you're like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go see my boat. And people are like, oh, what do you got, like a schooner or something? I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, B. A U-boat, son. Part of the wolf pack. <laughs> yep, a U-boat. Oh, like, you ever God. see that, you know, K-19 Widowmaker? That. No, yeah, like... there you go. No, um, no, this this is like an old, I don't know, fucking Indian submarine or some who knows what country. But you'd have to find, like, some old fucking sub guy who could teach you how to fucking, fucking, I was going to say fly it. <laughs> you yeah. fly it through the water swim it you know whatever they call yeah. it swim it <laughs> James I don't think you're ready to go anywhere near a submarine <laughs> Alright everyone, welcome back to another episode of the IO panel. It's episode number 39, recording on December 26, 2016. It's going to be the last show of the year. With me, as always, is Dr. Neil Blevins, Esquire. Dr. Festivus. Yes. How you doing? I'm doing really well. actually had a pretty good Christmas season. Not too much heartbreak. Although a lot of tears, I got some good presents out of it, so that will console me. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll get details on that in a minute. And also our other co-host, Mr. James Broadus. James, how you doing? <laughs> What's up? I get the full name treatment. That's right. That's um, right. Do you have a title? No, man. I need Captain? a made up. I need a made up nope. name from now on, though. Uh... Like what? <laughs> The child? Ugh. Everything's <laughs> fine. Life is good. Didn't we have a nickname for you? There was know. something. I don't know. But yeah, the holiday season's oh. over. Glad to be back home. You know. Only to... 364 more days till Christmas, guys. That's right. <laughs> Start your countdown. Exactly. So... Doctor, what did uh, what did you get for Christmas? Anything good? Well, I was quite a good boy, so Santa treated me with some nice gifts. Um, I got an essential oil diffuser. I got a 50mm camera lens. I got a dual monitor arm mount. I got a couple of books. I got a new shower curtain. Uh, and I got some cheese. What kind of cheese? Swiss. Swiss. It's like a uh, sort of a baby wheel of Swiss. Nice. I'll show it to you. It is Gugisberg. Oh, my. Yeah. Baby Swiss cheese. That's quite a lot of cheese, but uh, I'll manage. Don't worry about me. <laughs> so he stopped up for days. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, James? Anything good? Um, I got ten dollars for my grandmother, and uh... ten dollars for your grandmother. Is that what you said? Yeah, ten yeah, ten dollar bill and a card, 
And, for every, uh, one for one dollar for every year of joy you've brought to her life. That's right. <laughs> and uh, I got whatever it was in my aunt's wallet. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. Did you like accost your family members? <laughs> no, I think it was just kind of like, oh, you're here. <laughs> well, here's twenty one to twenty three fifty. You know, <laughs> so here's all my loose change. Yeah. Merry basically. Christmas. Um. Yeah. No, it was fine though. It was fine. I, I didn't. I mean, I, I think uh, we don't really do. My family doesn't really do a bunch of gift giving. There's no kids anymore, so I think when I was, you know, you guys age, I did that, but not anymore. You know, now it's just like well, like five years ago. Yeah. Well, no, five years ago we didn't do it either. I guess we don't do it. I guess we don't Us do it. Us kids over here. I guess we don't do it. Oh, I'll say I, it like I can that. think of two other things that you got. What I get? Oh, I got. I, 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 yeah, I bought a car. Yeah. Um, a couple of years, a couple, couple months ago, <laughs> month and a half ago, no, mm-hmm. September something. Um, oh, nothing. October something. Nothing for the kitchen. Oh yeah, no. And Evan got me a uh, yeah. Evan got me a wonderful uh, pan and some Japanese uh, cooking cho- uh, chopsticks, which I have not tried yet because I'm out of oil. Gotta get some more coconut oil. But yeah, I haven't tried those yet. They look cool. Very good. Um, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. No. Harumph. Yeah. What about you, Mike? What'd you get? Well, I got some clothes, which are always oh. welcome. Let me guess. Are they black slacks? One of the articles is, yes. <laughs> Another is a shirt that is too big, so we have to return it. Okay. That's both a blessing and a curse. You can just wash it in hot water and shrink it in the dryer. Yeah. Well, it's like too big as in I would not have bought this shirt a year ago. It's, you know, ah, still too big. So, well, good. <clears throat> so that, um, you got me a lovely pair of headphones mm-hmm. that work well for listening to things and nothing else. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> they are, well, it's a headset. I should clarify. So it also has a microphone, but, uh, We'll figure that out at some point here. To be determined, the four percent factor. And then also the the USB sound card made by the wonderful people at the Sabrent Corporation in yep. Wichita, Kansas. No, okay, I don't know where they are. <laughs> it's like Wichita, Kansas, Taiwan. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Well, it's it was made in China. I don't know where the this company actually is, but. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's the Wichita, Kansas factory in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. ROC, son. It's the Hell rock. Yeah. The rock you hear. <laughs> Holla. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. No shoes? Huh? No shoes? No, uh, no gaim attire? No shoes. Did get some, um, did get some more undershirts. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Those are good. Very, very adult gifts. Uh, uh, oh, my mom also got me Legos. Really? Yeah. What what kind? Like, what, what is it? Is it a race car? Um, it's actually in the bottom of a box right now, so I couldn't tell you. But I think it's actually like a Star Wars. It's like Chewbacca flying an X-Wing or something like that. I know there was a Chewbacca in there. So Star Wars themed. That doesn't seem very accurate to authentic 
Well, you sure it's a judge? You, you sure it's um, a Lego and not a a Mega Block <laughs> Duplo or something? I had Duplos. I used to keep them well, in a Duplos bag. Duplos are like are rabbit. Lego branded things. Yeah, They're just for younger younger kids, I guess. You so you're saying it's not canon, Mike? That is what I'm saying. Yes. Uh huh. Which I'm so your recollection must be flawed because I don't think Lego puts you know out no. non-canon things. Get in my box. <laughs> Tell me, what is that? Well, oh yeah, it's Yoda flying. Uh, it's he, well, it's he's not flying no, an X-wing. I don't know no, what that is. Chuba- yeah, I didn't remember a, no, what craft it was. That's some kind of a hodgepodge uh, Wookie craft. It's a Wookie craft. It's a Wookie. There you go. Assault pontoon battler. <laughs> <laughs> is that Wookie for battle tank? Yeah, I guess. I you know. know, I was a giant over here, and at the cash registers, they have they have Legos that aren't made by Lego. And the company was like Bow Bow or some shit. Ugh, lies and slander. <laughs> I mean, at least it wasn't called Lego. Like it doesn't, it wasn't called that. But I was looking at, it, I was like, man, this looks a lot like Legos. I almost bought one just because I thought it was funny, but yeah, I can't support that trash, you know. <laughs> Who are we to argue with a multinational trillion-dollar company? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of multinational trillion-dollar companies, first news story here, which I have entitled the 10-minute mile. Uh, I don't know if you guys have read through it yet, but if you think of drone deliveries, as we've discussed a couple times in the past nine months, um, we would think of Google or Amazon. But you might not think of 7-Eleven, but you should. So in Reno, Nevada, 77 flights from one 7-Eleven location have delivered to a dozen select customers, um, marking the first quote-unquote regular commercial drone delivery service in the United States ahead of Google and Amazon. Reno, Nevada. The biggest little city on earth. Yep, Reno 911 at your service. Hmm. So, uh, sorry, 7-Eleven knows how I just jumped to Google there. They have uh, partnered with a drone maker called Flirty, as far as I can pronounce their name. And um, these flights have all taken place within one mile of this 7-Eleven location. And while they have been autonomous, they've been under the supervision of a drone pilot. And I believe it's line of sight, although I don't know how well you can see a drone from a mile away. The reason for that being is that to operate an autonomous drone outside of a line of sight, you have to get special permission from the FAA, hmm. which I, I think is kind of stringent, but I guess it makes sense overall so you don't hit a Cessna or something. Well, how high do these damn things go, Evan? I mean, no, hey, you know, a, I don't know. There's a zone that the FCC has kind of like labeled as the autonomous zone. The autonomous craft zone, or whatever, like so many hundred feet, or whatever, and then there's one that for assassins and stuff. Isn't it like four hundred feet or something? I think it's four hundred feet. I think that's exactly what it is. Is that the ceiling? Yeah, that's it's that's the uh, that's the hard deck. Yeah. For, uh... 
You went below the hard deck. Uh, anyways, so instead of actually landing, which apparently is a difficulty, they will hover to uh, at their delivery location and lower, uh, lower the payload to the ground. Now, the location and the flying is all um, handled by GPS, so it's, I don't think it's a proprietary technology. Maybe it's using more accurate what are they satellites delivering? or something. How are people ordering it? And Well, it's just out of one sort of test location, mm-hmm. test 7-Eleven, mm-hmm. and they have a dozen customers who I presume order via an app or on a website or something, and they'll deliver anything that, pretty much anything that 7-Eleven has to offer, uh, drinks, sandwiches, hot coffee, Hot dogs. Uh, hot dogs, yes. Not gym memberships. Um, <laughs> and on average, the deliveries will be completed within 10 minutes of ordering. Hmm. Which is pretty impressive. I mean, it's it's only a mile, but depending on your location, it might take you 10 minutes to get in your car, go there, get your hot dog without gym membership, and come back. That's correct. Yeah. For me to go to a 7-Eleven, it would probably take about 10 minutes. Yeah. And there's one, you know, a block and a half away. But, mm-hmm. of course, if they tried to deliver to me, it wouldn't really work out, would it? Um, do you have roof access? Not as far as I know. Okay. Well, that would have to be uh, the TBD for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It probably just, like... Like okay, we're putting this, sh- we're putting it out front of your building, and that'd be in the middle of the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be that. Yeah, that's it's like hovering like a... ten feet off the ground in the middle of East West Highway. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't understand how they, you know, I mean, okay, yeah, I get this is just a pilot and it's whatever, but mm-hmm. how would they actually do this? Like, how would the drone know? Oh, okay, where's the front door? All right, let me leave the. You know what I mean? Like, how would well, it... the the Amazon one just has there's there's a a thing it lands on, and it looks like the fly one, the flirty one lands on. It drops it. It uses something as I think it's using this like banner as a as a guidepost. Mm-hmm. So like your building would have to have like an autonomous landing area or something like pre designated for all oh, the that guy out there with the with the, yeah. the, the cones <laughs> like yeah. the things in his hands like come come you know yeah. taking his job way too seriously. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I do it. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it just it does a. Uh, uh, it goes inverted and spills the hot coffee on them. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, but there would have to be some designated landing areas. Uh, but what's also interesting is they did this in a pop- more populated city. Um, I think the previous drone flights from, like, Amazon were done, you know, in an open field, basically, yeah, with no obstructions. Yeah. So... Well, here's to hoping they put a lot of people out of work. Yep, I hope so too, man. Let's I'll drink get, to that. Let's get them on the dole faster, man. We gotta get we gotta get that future we're looking for. <laughs> on the dole, is that what you said? On the dole. Now is that D O L L or D O L E or D O A L? I think it's D O L. D O L E is that's like dolomite, and that's like something different. Right. That's a different kind. That's like that's a currency we pay in blood. No, the dole. Yeah, that the universal money system or whatever that what's his name was talking about. We, Bob Dole. Yeah, Bob. Dole. He, Apparently, it's D O L E. It's D O L E. Is it D O L E? Okay. So it's it's a new what world currency in the form of bananas. 
It's no. so the phrase is <laughs> on the dole, yep. and it means registered as unemployed and receiving benefit from the government. There you go. So there you go. Is it an acronym or that's it's just no? Nope, that's just what it is. Okay. I guess like you dole out money, you know. Like, oh, probably, that makes that sense. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of that, just a quick mention: we do need to to delve into universal basic income at some point. Have that discussion. Oh. Apparently, that's the way of the future. Evan, I've never heard that term before. I like it. That's the dole, right there. Really? Where have you been? He's heard that before. He's lying. Evan, we've had this talk. No. In different well, I know ways. you're out of touch with reality. I realize that. <laughs> you're <laughs> no kidding, keep right? Up you know, with, you've heard about with that, current right? events. You've yeah, heard about that, right? exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he's heard about it. No, I don't think he has. That's the first time you've heard universal basic income. Yes, we've talked about it on this show. I don't think no one, no one's ever used that phrase. Hmm. I guess that's possible. Well, we can have a long show about it. We'll get an economist. If you're an economist and you listen to this show and you didn't realize in the <laughs> you first episode yourself. that you had something. <laughs> <laughs> Reevaluate your life. <laughs> oh, that's better than what I was going to say. Yeah, call us. If you're still alive, yeah. call us. If you haven't given up yet, call us. <laughs> it's like we're not a suicide helpline, but we'll take your call. Yeah. That's right. If you know if you know any of us, you probably have one of our numbers. Just call us, all right? Mm-hmm. That's yep. it. We don't have like a call in number, so you just yeah. gotta call. We're one like of us. call us, like uh, it's impossible. You gotta. You like know, a, we'll put you on speakerphone. It's like a six percent chance we'll answer. <laughs> That's true, actually. Yep. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So that's all I wanted to say about the Seven Eleven. They're awesome. Um, I wish they were still down here. The Circle K just cannot compete. Circle K. Yeah. You know, every time I see that, I'm like, oh, Kmart. <laughs> I don't know why, but I uh, guess K, Kmart. But... Yeah. Um, moving on to the second news story that I wanted to talk about. Uh, a group of scientists from the Israeli Institute of Technology have created a box-like device. Um, that can identify, I know James is familiar with building box-like things in space engineers. That's right. Uh, they've created a device that can detect as many as 17 illnesses simultaneously in patients by their breath print. So the diseases, uh, chemical signatures were gathered and assembled and, uh, determined by, some AI system. They had to throw that buzzword in there. It's a fucking uh, database? A yeah, database basically. is not AI. Yeah. <laughs> it's a logic tree. Yeah. yeah. A learning uh, computer. <laughs> Fuck out of here. So they, they determined uh, the breath prints by uh, taking over 2,800 samples from 1,400 patients in the U.S., Israel, France, China, and Latvia over uh, a period of three years. Does it work on Americans? Uh, <laughs> is the U.S. America? Yes. America. Then it works on, it's 86% effective on 17 diseases for Americans. Does it work on patriots? Huh. Let's put it that way. Yes. Not those liberal cucks, but like real patriots. <laughs> yes. It is then 91.1% effective. There you go. 
Well, Evan is reading this from Russia today. So that's oh, correct. There, there we go. Yep. Um, so some examples of diseases that can be detected by this device are chronic kidney failure, uh, multiple sclerosis, two forms of Parkinson's and eight types of cancer. There are more in there, but those are just the ones I noted down. Russia today. It's a great, a great news source for anything. Anytime you want to see a, 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 an article about special seals and the special forces, like literal seals. It's completely unbiased, everyone, just so you know. Sure it is. Yep. So, um, as I mentioned, it's apparently 86% accuracy. Now, a thought I had was, I don't know if you would ever use this outside of a clinical setting, like a doctor's office. So, it's probably not likely to find something that you don't know you already have. But it's a start. Well, you know, in 10 years, maybe they could have something like this attached to those antiquated blood pressure monitors at the grocery store pharmacy. Well, maybe they'll have these at your doctor's office and you can just every time you come for a checkup. Oh, go ahead and blow into this thing. We'll just see if you're. Oh, look at that. Stage four cancer. Huh? <laughs> good knowing you next. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's a good. I mean, it's it's a. Uh, or like you said, interesting... like a. Little neighborhood clinic or something or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Now, speaking of that, since CVS, I think, started it with their Minute Clinic, and there's, like, all kinds of clinics uh, in, like, you know, grocery stores down here. I don't know if they have them in Giant or Safeway where you guys are. Um, but even you know more, the like, to that. is that a no? <laughs> I haven't seen it. So. Okay. Well, they have, like, two, I won't call them doctor's offices, in most grocery stores here, but maybe like nurse practitioners, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, qualified enough to wear white lab coats. I think a pharmacy tech is qualified enough to wear a white lab coat. Maybe they're pharmacy technicians. I don't know. There you go. Um, but I have actually been to one like three and a half years ago when I, I was like, Oh, I feel like shit. She's like, yep. You got the flu. Here's some pills. Good to go. What um, what pills can they give you for the flu? Or is it just to like I, help the Simpsons? I, the Simpsons, yes. The Simpsons. The symptoms. Yep, we <laughs> got the me. Homer pill, the Marge pill, the Mo pill, which makes you want to commit suicide every Christmas. Um, <laughs> you don't know that ongoing gag? You need a Lisa pill. To make you fucking smart? I was going to say to make you play jazz, but yeah, or play the oh, saxophone, yeah. but yeah. That's called NZT48. Ah, yes. There you go. James knows all about that. Yep. Um, But yeah, there's... uh, I'm actually a fan of the increasing accessibility of medical services for the general public. For the unwashed masses? For the unwashed masses, that's correct. For for those (laughs) on the dole? (laughs) For those on the dole. Vagrants of uh, of all kinds. Every hobo gets his box of heroin. Yeah. It's like, you're a hobo, sir. Here's your heroin. I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. You 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 give them too much credit. It would be significantly more grumbles in there. Like, ah. <laughs> Illuminati. <laughs> significantly more grumbles. I like that. Huh? I like, yeah. okay. mm. More grumbles. Oh, I, like I forgot about this. Okay. And some crinkling from their tinfoil hats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I thought that was an interesting story about a uh, a breath print for diseases that um. So pr- just a quick mention. Previously, there have been similar devices, but they would only detect one illness that was like pre-programmed into it. And I guess this one is an AI algorithm, AKA a database that can uh, tell the 17 different signatures. So, you know, it could be significantly expanded in the future, but very interesting piece of technology. Hmm. Well, all right then. That is interesting. I've heard of dogs being able to detect certain diseases in people before. Yeah, I've heard that too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, must be a similar kind of thing. I uh, I imagine so. Unless the dog is prescient. Pre- what? You like Explain. That? You like that? Summarize. <laughs> Fucking forty dollar vocabulary word. What is this? It's prescient? like uh, you know, it's like uh, either omnipotent or psychic or something like that. Ah, yes, ESPN. <laughs> 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 yeah, sure. Maybe the, maybe those dogs are raised by Patricia Arquette, and they're all mediums. Oh, exactly. Are you Sooner. are you are you medium? Are you medium, <laughs> sir? I wish. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all right. So. 7-Eleven, their drones, mm-hmm. Russia Today, with their things, their their lies, their disease propaganda. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I want to talk about. It's not really big news, but I I figured you know everyone this is a technology podcast, so we should probably talk about a few things related to technology. Eh. So, <clears throat> you guys have heard of Cyanogen or Cyanogen Mod. Yeah. Yes. Right? So they're shutting down. Yep. They're saying adios, deuces, we're done. It's unfortunate. Now, Bye, Felicia. <laughs> so they are shutting this down um, effective December 31st. So anything that has the Cyanogen OS, like the original one one plus one phone, and apparently there's a Lenovo phone. Um, they say they'll have to switch to the open source version of the Cyanogen Mod operating system. So there's still going to be a group of people, I guess, hopefully maintaining the open source version. Um, but they did talk about in this article that they're going to start a new project called Lineage OS. So... To run on the same devices? Um, probably. Hmm. Probably. They don't really say here, but I don't see why not. Did you have any reason for basically quitting CyanogenMod and starting up a new company to do the same thing? Or presumably the same thing? <clears throat> um, they say basically they've had some technical and maybe legal issues. Oh yeah, licensing and whatnot. Maybe. I guess. I guess they're you know kind of hacking Android, right? So maybe Google's been like, "Hey, hey, cut it out." Yeah, like fair use, bro. Fair use. Nope. 
But in a really lazy way, like, hey, hey, <laughs> cut it out, man. <laughs> just pawing at them. Yeah, Stop. Exactly. So I've never actually used CyanogenMod myself. Um, I used to have an Android phone, and I did install another OS on it, or I, I think I rooted it, and I put something on it. I think I put an OS on there I was supposed to have, like a newer version, but... I like pers- stock Android, though? Uh, well, a hack. Or was it uh, Ubuntu Touch? Or uh, didn't Mozilla have a mobile operating system? <clears throat> yes, Firefox OS. Yeah, Firefox OS, yeah. Um, No, it was still Android. It was just, you know, some some hacked version. I'm sure I had a root kit in it. And mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> whatever else, you know. <laughs> so... Now, but, I I did not read through that article. Does it? Do you know if it mentions any significant differences between CyanogenMod and the open source version of it, which will presumably be maintained and developed in the future? Uh, they did not. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know what the difference is myself. Um, I'm assuming the the one that is going bye bye is a little more polished and stuff. But, right, but I have no idea. I was wondering, maybe it's like CentOS versus Red Hat. It's like the same thing, but different logos and names. Right, right. Or like me, like uh, I use Oracle Linux. It is yeah. literally identical to Red Hat in every single way. What's the? I was trying to think of this a couple months ago. What's that command you run? Um, it shows like. Not the license or the version. It tells you. It's not uname dash a, but it's like that, and then it will also tell you, you know, Red Hat version, whatever. You uh, know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you can. There's a text file. Yeah. In Etsy, and and it's just called Red Hat release. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So you just cat that out usually. Right. <clears throat> and so, for instance, in Oracle, it'll say. Red Hat Enterprise Linux version, da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do the same thing in CentOS, it'll actually say CentOS version, blah, you know? Right. So they do differentiate it slightly. <clears throat> Whereas Oracle is like, nah, this this is <laughs> this is Oracle Linux. I mean, this is Red Hat. Yep. Except for, you know, here and there, like when you boot it up, you'll see it, on, you know, in the booting sequence, it'll say Oracle Linux, but... <clears throat> Of course, they want you to use their own kernel. They have their own customized kernel, which they claim is compatible with Red Hat, you know, stuff, with Red Hat mm-hmm. software. But um, they also offer another kernel called the Red Hat Compatible Kernel, which is 100% compatible with Red Hat stuff because it is the Red Hat kernel. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Red Hat comes out with an OS, and then they, they take it and repackage it and bring it out, like, three days later, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is fine. It's whatever. I mean, that's what it's there for. It's all open source, so. Yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if you got a OnePlus One, watch out. You might have to get a, get a new OS on there. At least the original one. Uh, let's see. Speaking of uh, 
mobile devices going under. You heard uh, Verizon finally gave in to Samsung. I did not hear that. Yeah, so the whole Galaxy Note 7 explosion crap. Uh-huh. Um, apparently there were still a lot of people who wouldn't, who didn't return their device. Uh-huh. So I guess in lieu of any potential lawsuits, Samsung created a new uh, firmware that was going to be pushed out universally that would basically prevent... Brick the device? Uh, I don't think it would exactly brick it. Um, James, stop scratching your head with a fucking exacto knife. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but it would make the Oh my phone... god, call 911! <laughs> <laughs> It, it would make the phone inoperable if it's not plugged in to a power brick or oh, something like that. Wow. And Verizon was like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Um, but then, like, t- so I think ev- everyone was supposed to receive that update at the end of this year. And Verizon changed their mind, so they're going to do it, like, January 14th or something. Huh. I hadn't heard about that. That's interesting. Yeah. Now, one theory about the the whole explosions. First of all, it was bad engineering. But um, one theory was that the majority of the uh, issues for exploding batteries and phones was caused by people using shitty third-party chargers, not the actual Samsung chargers. So do you know about what the cause was for all that stuff? For the batteries blowing up, yeah. Well, either of you. (laughs) uh, So, well, as as lead lead design engineer for for Samsung Korea, um, (laughs) I take full blame. Yes, let me let me just say first off, I'm very sorry for any any trouble or or hurt we may have caused. No, I I have no idea, um, Evan, what (laughs) what happened. I know that they that in other countries they have already blocked the use of those devices. Yeah. I want to say they did that in Australia or something. Yeah. Well, and you can't take them on planes. I mean, how are they going to know? But yeah, you can't take uh, them on planes. Okay. Yeah. Um, um so I got a guy just, at work who still has one. That's just liability. For like just... three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, he said he's trying to get a new one. He's supposed to get it, be getting an S7 Edge or something. Okay. But I guess there were like, I guess so many people have been getting those in exchange. Right. But it was like back ordered or something. Yeah. So it was taking forever for him to get it. So he's still so, walking around with this damn phone. I'm like, okay, man. Well, I mean, what the issue was is they designed the normally batteries when they're charged, they can be slightly overcharged and they'll expand a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the tolerances and the way they engineered the Note 7 were so tight that when the battery expanded, there wasn't enough room for it in the phone housing to do that so it created too much pressure inside the battery which broke down the internal membranes and made it blow up hmm yeah so it was just poor engineering and you know this because you've I have thoroughly researched it okay alright yeah you don't you don't I have one I didn't just hear about it on the internet no 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 <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe like you had one there and you like did no. some controlled experiments and no, but I can I can uh, link to a couple of reviews on 
some guy has one. Uh, if you've heard of Barnacle's Nerdgasm on YouTube. Definitely not. Okay. Uh, he has one, and he's like, man, I've been trying to make this thing blow up for weeks. I put ah. it on my shittiest charger, locked it in an ammo can to try to make it overheat. Hasn't blown up yet, so i got to take more drastic measures. <laughs> I think half of that blow-up stuff is bullshit, and the other half of it is like, maybe like a quarter total is legit. You know, if even that, probably not even that much, but you know, people like get in this group thing thing and it's like, oh, it's hot. They're like, oh, it's going to explode. Unplug it. Let's fucking call it in. You well, James, know, you remember your, don't tell us about your old Samsung phone. Yeah, my phone. Samsung charge used to be like fucking like 70 or 80 degrees outside on the back of the phone. It was so hot. I would, I, I would get warnings on the phone. It was like, oh, warning, surface, surface heat of batteries in overcharge or whatever. You know, please, please unplug your device from the charger. It was so like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very common. Samsung phones get super hot because they're just yeah, bad. Yeah, mine does that. The I have a Galaxy S5, a few years old. But yeah. if I use the camera, like if we're on Hangouts and I'm just using my phone, after like an hour, it'll be like, oh, overheating. I'm shutting off now. Yeah. Really? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I can no. safely say that has never happened to me. On my wonderful, gorgeous iPhone, whatever this is. Uh huh. <laughs> what is this? Jesus. A 6S Plus. There you go. Is it your, your glorious internet phone. <clears throat> yes, my whatever it is. All hail the Apple gods. No, I'm kidding. No. Um, no, I've had, I've had like my 5S. It definitely got hot sometimes. Like I was like, God damn, this thing is hot as hell. Yeah. So I think it just happens to phones in general, honestly. Although Samsung's maybe a little bit more so, it seems like. Yeah. But or maybe I mean, it just seems that, like way because everyone has a Samsung. That's <laughs> a hell of an $8 billion loss for like a 0.01% failure or something. Yeah, the failure rate's super low, man. Like uh, Volkswagen and their diesel cars? Uh, It's kind of different, but similar. No, but that's bullshit, man. That's just a law they broke. It's yeah. just a law they broke, man. Yeah, but it's not like the cars were exploding. It's just a fucking law for pussies. Yet. Yet. It's just a, <laughs> it's just a law for pussies. Like, oh, this is bad for the environment. Whatever, man. Those cars are great. Yeah, they are great. They should have just been better about it. Do they, they still sell like... diesel cars? Uh, They were recalled from all dealerships. Every single one? Yes. Like brand new ones? Yep. So they don't sell them? Uh, They will again. So if you trust me, somebody's buying them. They're getting them somewhere. They they didn't recall those and throw them to the scrapyard. All right, they're 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 either getting fixed or they're going to fucking Beirut to get sold. <laughs> well, that's fair. <laughs> you know they're selling them in Guatemala by the droves. <laughs> they're definitely selling five hundred bucks a, a car. Yeah. No, I doubt that. But yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But they're bringing out uh, newer models that will be compliant. Oh, okay. Too bad. Sure, just like these were compliant, right? They shouldn't have given in. They should have been like, yo, fuck yourself. Get fucked. Yeah. So they said. I think they ended up paying honestly not much. It wasn't like I don't think it was twelve billion. It might have been just twelve million dollars. But that seems too low. Anyways. Thirty quadrillion dollars? Four hundred quatloos. <laughs> oh boy. Alright. So, one more. This one's not technology-related, but I think everyone who listens to this show can relate to um, 
caffeine. Oh yeah. I think we all have a, a, a certain kind of relationship with caffeine. Mm-hmm. So a man in California has been charged with DUI and the only thing they could find in his blood was caffeine. <laughs> so this is so ridiculous. Like, he got pulled over by a cop after supposedly he cut off a cop or something. And it was like a someone in a in a unmarked vehicle. Uh-huh. They she pulled him over, did a breathalyzer, and which showed nothing, right? Zero point zero zero. And then I don't know why they they had, did this, but it says he was booked into county jail and had his blood drawn. But the resulting toxicology report came back negative for everything. Like they did cocaine, opiates, mm-hmm. THC, oxy, you know, everything, right? Then this time, then they they sent it. A, they did a second test. They sent it to a laboratory in Pennsylvania. Remember, this is in California. They sent it to a lab in Pennsylvania, and the only hit that this lab in Pennsylvania got was caffeine. Did it say what levels? Or like um, what his assumed milligram consumption was for twenty four hours? Because I've had three energy drinks in like a six hour period. That was a long time ago, but I was definitely shaking. Yeah, I've been there before. Hmm. That's the only time it's ever happened to me. They don't say. The Mountain Dew caffeine, like those things, the red, whatever they're called. The amps. Yeah. Yep. They don't say. So I don't know why the guy was booked into anything in the first place. Like he did a breathalyzer, they zero zero. All right, you're going to jail, buddy. Like, yeah. Unless he tried to punch her. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what he did. <laughs> they don't say so. And it turns out she was a, she was an agent for the, California California Bureau of, like alcohol or something. Right. That's the kind of cop she was, or is. So presumably she was trained in alcohol related. Uh, incidents. Right. Exactly. So. I thought you were going to say she was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> She's an agent of the government. Run! No. California Department of Ar- Alcohol Beverage Control. Yeah, okay. Apparently they can pull people over and do DUI tests on them. Blatant abuse of power surely will result in a uh, lawsuit. Yeah, I just thought the story was so ridiculous. I was reading this, and I was like, what? <laughs> Judgment to the plaintiff in the amount of $30 million. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Fun stuff. All right. So, let's see. Let's go to the next. Let's see, Evan. Yes. Looks like uh, you got something in here that's uh, pretty interesting, actually. Pretty interesting, pretty helpful. Um, if you don't use a VPN, you should. You don't have to use it for any nefarious purposes. It's just although you could, you could. It is possible, technically possible, um, technically allowable with certain <laughs> services. 
including this one. Private internet access is my VPN of choice. Are you on it right now? Uh, not on this computer, but on another one I am, yes. Ho, ho, ho. Ho. Um, they are having their yearly sale, which I think actually they probably have the sale a couple times a year. Uh, if you buy 12 months of their service, it's $32. And it says marked down from 8340 but I don't ever remember paying that much. I think, I think I've most, only paid like 40 bucks. Yeah, the if if you catch it on a non-sale, the most that you should ever pay for this is $40 for a year. I think that's the most I've ever paid. But if you want to save 8 bucks, you know, you can pick up a, a year's worth of credit. Nice. And so yeah, that's not $32 for a month. That's $32 and you're good for a whole year. They have, uh, I don't know how many, but probably just under 20 or so uh, different, I'll say, endpoints or VPN locations you connect to around Nexus the world. Nexus points? Nexus points, yep. Uh, several in the U.S. <laughs> there's some in Canada. Uh, I think there's one in Brazil, Switzerland, uh, definitely Germany, a couple in England, mm-hmm. uh, Russia, Singapore. So, yeah, they're I all think over. they took them out, out of Russia. Did they? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Russia was going going hard with their laws. Mm-hmm. So they're like, all right, we're out. Yeah. But I find it a beneficial service. So I wanted to make other people aware of their sale. Hopefully uh, it will probably at least last through the end of the year. <laughs> Sounds good. It makes it sound like it's like, you know. Three more Limited months. Time offer. Yeah. Uh, just a couple days. <laughs> yeah, just a couple days. Uh, and they do have a seven-day money-back guarantee if you want to try and are unsatisfied for some reason. But I've been a member for about four years, and I'm I'm very happy with their service. Michael, they're not they're not a was it they're not fourteen eyes. They are actually. They are. They are what? The company in in the. Since their headquarters is in the U.S., I believe, yeah, they're, they're under whatever jurisdiction of the five eyes or the nine fingers or the 14 toes, whatever that all those organizations are that we've talked about in the past. Um, so just as a general precaution, I normally use the Switzerland server because they are totally okay with anything you want to do. Come on, James. Sorry for our listeners. I don't want to get too personal, but uh, James is doing some debatable, <laughs> some debatable cleanliness activities right now. Oh, but uh, that's okay. Anyways, get yourself a VPN if you don't have one. Not sponsored. Um, just a good service to have. Mm-hmm. We talked about VPN services in an older episode. Yes, we did. Um, we talked about the. There's a website, privacytools.io, that has a lot of the, well, it tells you a lot about what's going on and which VPN providers are are good, not good to use, because some of them might be compelled to give over logs and things. Um, so there's a lot of good information on this website, privacytools.io. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll make sure to put a link in the show notes. Um, but yeah. Private internet access, which is what Evan was just talking about, is a very good 
service. I've been using it for a while on Evan's recommendation and works quite well. You can even use it on a mobile device. So an iPhone, an iPad, your Android smartphone. Yep. And just uh, two additional notes. They do not keep any logs whatsoever on their servers. Mm -hmm. They claim it would be unfeasible. They would have like four terabytes of logs per day, so they just don't do it, which is a bonus for you. And also your account can uh, be used on up to five devices at the same time. So if you want to use it on your tablet, your desktop, your phone, um, you, you still can use it on two additional devices. Or if you just want something more all-encompassing, if you have a router that's capable of uh, using a VPN connection for the WAN, then you can uh, input one of their servers and everything on your network will go through that. Hmm. That's a good tip. What kind of router? Um, I mean, ideally anything that supports third-party firmware like DDWRT or Tomato or OpenWRT. But um, you know, some some other routers may just have that functionality built in. Hmm. All right. All right. I like it. Yep. Okay. So. Next, there's a uh, little little hack. If you have, so this is regarding Facebook. And it turns out, now this is, you know, supposedly this is true. Now, I, I you know, don't think anyone like you, like you, Evan, you, James, or me, would be able to actually do this. But... It says anyone that has their phone number linked to their Facebook account, they could get their Facebook account hacked, meaning taken over. Nice. I'm glad I have not done that. Yeah, I don't know that I've done that. I don't think I have either. But so, and this is <clears throat> this is just uh, based on the fact that the signaling system number seven or SS seven network is vulnerable to attack. Okay. So this is the SS seven is the protocols that are used <clears throat> so that, uh, different telephone companies can interoperate together. So like, so a text message from Verizon can go to sprint or any of the other providers, that kind of thing. That's something we all take for granted. I, mm -hmm. I would assume. Mm -hmm. It just works, bro. Uh, there's a lot to it. Yeah, there is. And uh, I remember when it didn't used to work. So when it was had to be the same provider. So, um, yeah, turns out no one's safe. Run for the hills. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, all you have to do, you should, you should, uh, if you have your cell phone number on your Facebook account, like link to your Facebook account, you should definitely unlink it. Um, you can use it. You should be able to use a different two factor authentication method with Facebook instead of using text messaging. Like normally text messaging is only used for like recovery 
Like if you forgot your password or something. <clears throat> I think they can do it with... They should be able to just do it with email. So I would probably just do that. And protect your email accounts. Yep. Like I have two-factor authentication turned on for my... Actually, yeah, for both my Gmail and my Yahoo account. Because my Yahoo account that keeps on getting fucking hacked. No. It's your own fault. That's why you don't have Yahoo at all for any reason. I love Yahoo. They're a great company. Go get a GMX account, man. It's great. I have one. It's awesome. What is GMX? Is it's that just... Google and Yandex had children? <laughs> no, it's just some horrible fucking email service provider, but they're they're great. And the, the account doesn't have any spam in it. I use it just for crap. It's a great you, so you you use an account that has no spam for spam? I use it for crap, yeah. So they use my Yahoo account for. If I want to sign up for some dubious site, you know, zebra zebratits dot com or something, right? I use my it's your homepage. Yeah, I understand. Mike, whatever happened to Hushmail? Uh, I think they're still around. I think they're still around. That one you do have to pay for though, unless you use the li- very limited free service. Took that hush money. <laughs> um, but I did read a story at some point which kind of made me sour on them a little although it's not really their fault they were compelled by a judge to help them a judge wanted you know trying to enforce a court order to get into someone's email and they forced Hushmail to um, do something on their site so they could capture the guy's password. Once oh, the log in. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. Shouldn't have done that. So I guess you have to, but they should have. They they need to. I hope they build things into the system so that they can't. Well, they need to make a system that they can't get into. Well, here's the thing. So they have, at least I don't know how their website is now because I haven't used it in a long time. But back when this happened, and I was actually using their site. They had two ways to authenticate, like a normal way, like, you know, like a normal username and password kind of thing on a website. And then they had another one that was a Java applet that you could switch to. You could say, oh, let me use the Java applet to log in. If you use the Java applet to log in, then they said, this is completely 100% secure. No one could get into this. We can't get into it. Nothing. So obviously this guy was not using the Java applet. No, but that's what they should make you do. I mean, if... If it's if it's a fee, we I I don't know. I feel like if you're offering a service of like this is totally secure mail, why would you order even offer an insecure method? You know, right? I wouldn't offer people any way to do it insecurely. But the guy, if it was me, I'd be like, oh, I can't get this Java app. I can't get my mail. I need to go somewhere I can load this app. You know, or whatever. I need to go. I need to go get that box so I can breathe into it, and it'll fucking like authenticate. <laughs> my password. I mean, like, you know what I mean? You have lung cancer. Welcome yeah. back, James. Yeah, exactly. Welcome <laughs> to Hushmail. Like, oh, fuck. <clears throat> yeah, so. But yeah, Hushmail is still around. All right. Um. Yeah, there's still not a good way to do encrypted email, unfortunately. You know, a good easy way. I mean, we could do it, you know, we could set it up, install PGP and you have to use a mail client and this and that and you can do it but it's a pain in the ass so anywho 
Let's see. All right. So, James, I see you put some things in here under Audible. Thank God. Audible. I never thought you guys would be done. Yeah. Um, now that the nerds are done. Nerds. Um, are you okay? Right, so, I got uh, three books in here. As I, as I talk <laughs> about as these books, I'm like, <laughs> I'm talking about the nerd calling the nerd nerd. It's fucking um, nerds. All right, let's talk about some sci-fi and RPGs. Yeah. yeah. So I got three more lit RPGs in here. Actually, one series called uh, the Play to Live series uh, by another Russian guy. Um, his name is the name he goes by is D R U S. I don't know what that means. It's probably like "fuck you, America" or something. I don't know. But anyway, the book's called Alter World. It's fucking awesome. Absolutely amazing. I know I give you guys too many books to read. Um, but Alter World is great. It's absolutely awesome book. And there's the nice thing about this, the sweet gem about this series is it's also another lit RPG, but it's, um, there's seven books right now. So there's tons and tons to listen to. Like you can delve deep into this and take a long time and know that when you come out the other end, it'll be June. You know what I mean? So really good series. Uh, I've listened to Alter World, the first one. I've listened to the second one, The Clan. And I'm on the third one, the duty. So yeah. uh, <laughs> that's duty. just after. I mean, I think I started the clan on. I think I started Alter World on Thursday. So I finished three books so far, uh, or two books. So, what are they like? Six, seven hours or something? Uh, it was about eight, eight or nine hours. Okay. A book. Um, I think the first one was ten, and the second one was like nine. And the third one's ten or something. But the links are in the description there. I could look. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, great series. Really enjoyed it. Um, really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, the last one, The Clan, is – the second one is 12 hours, you know, so they it varies. But there's a lot of there's a lot of books. But it's an awesome series. Uh, really enjoying it. And uh, I can't say more about it, you know. Just thrilled. Having a good time. So for all the audiobooks you listen to and – just the amount of literature you consume in general. Do you ever want to write your own short story or anything? Yes. Many times. Many times I want to record my own short story, but I know it'd be rambling and insane. <laughs> <laughs> so better not waste anyone's time. I don't but, know, uh, James. Some of us some of us might be might be curious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. You'll get um, through with it. It'll be like 19 minutes long for the first draft. And you'll be like, Jesus, you are fucked up. Y- yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, but no, uh, Audible's got all kinds of stuff there, man. So check it out, guys. That's all yep. I had about that. Audibletrial.com forward slash IO panel. Yep. Get this book for free. It's on It's on us. Oh, um, let me just mention real quick. I, I didn't put it in the show notes, but I did read, or I re- when I say read, I really mean listen, to Mark Tufo's latest latest book, which is Zombie Fallout Zero. So it's a prequel uh, to the Zombie Fallout series. Another prequel? Did you talk about this last week? I may have talked about it. I don't. I know we did. talked about Zombie Fallout. In general, I think he talked. We did talk about that series, though. Um, well, there is a link from last week's notes to Zombie Fallout Zero. Oh well, there you go. Oh, okay. Sorry, okay, so we talked about it, but I didn't listen to it until now. Uh, okay, okay. 
So I only listened to it in the last couple of days here. And I mean, it's a real short listen. It's only like three hours. But yeah, we did talk about it. I remember, I remember complaining about it is, listening to three hours. Yeah, I remember you talking about yeah. Um, but it was pretty good. You know, it's the classic Mark Tufo writing, which which I'm a fan of. And it's always, as always, it's narrated by the same na- narrator, Sean Renette, who does a very good job. Now, this book doesn't actually have any of the characters that we know and love from any of the other zombie Fallout books. Except for maybe one that's mentioned briefly in, like, Zombie Fallout 5 or something. But it's basically what leads up to the zombie uh, apocalypse. So it follows around, mainly it follows around a military unit. Um, and some scientists at the CDC, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I liked it. Had a Mm -hmm. good time. You know, the action is pretty good. You know, it's, uh, Mark Tufo was in the Marines for a while. So he knows a little bit about what he's talking about when it comes to, you know, how, how, Military people act, I guess. And also, you know, the equipment and this and that. So, that kind of stuff I like hearing about, you know, when he does talk about it. It's pretty good. So, if you're a fan of the Zombie Fallout series, definitely recommend you check it out. I liked it. But like I said, it's only three hours, so I probably wouldn't use a credit on it. Um, I would just buy it. But if you're doing it as your free book, then why not? Let's go ahead and grab it. Yep, by all means. So, because then it doesn't matter. <laughs> if you want to really get some bang for your buck, though, get Ayn Rand. Yeah, the Fountainhead. Um, Atlas Shrugged. Oh, okay, yeah. 60 so, Hours. 60? I was going to be like, what, was it a 29-hour book? 60 <laughs> Hours. A 60-hour yeah. book. One credit. Yep. Supposedly there are two credit books. I've never actually run into one. Is it the Encyclopedia Britannica? I think maybe one of the I was going to say Lord of the Ring books, but that's wrong. Maybe the Game of Thrones. Hmm. One of okay. those might be a two creditor. But um, you know, whatever. Um <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, all right, so audible.com, do your thing, yada yada. Done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I see James is checking out my link here. So, over the past few days, you know, we've all been at home because, you know, Christmas and blah, blah, blah. Deeply engrossed in television. Yes, because, you know, our lives have no meaning. And so. I revisited a quote-unquote classic. I'm not sure if I can really use that term, but... You can. I'll allow it. Yeah. So, a movie called The Wizard, which was released... It turns out it was released just before Christmas in 1989. And I I rewatched... So, I saw this movie when I was young. I was probably eight or nine years old when I saw it. I didn't see it in the movie theater, but I did see it at home. And, and did it inspire you to mold your life after that of a professional 
video game player? They're an idiot to bring, no. to bring you to where you are today. Yeah, exactly. Well, probably. Yeah, that's where I'm. <laughs> that's why I'm the success that I am. No, that's why you have like 19 Nintendos, right? It's true. It's true. Um, so yeah, so I rewatched this movie, and unless unless you saw it when it originally kind of came out, and you were like, "Yeah, Nintendo, woo!" Because basically, this movie is nothing more than a 90 minute long ad for Nintendo. Who didn't want a power glove? That's true. That sounds wretched. A power glove wretched. Yeah. is horrible. Yeah. Um, in the movie, the kid who wears it, he's like, the power glove. He's like, it's so bad. Meaning, it's so good. But, really, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It just didn't do any of the stuff that they... they it, it didn't... The stuff that it did... I guess then it was like, whoa, this is mind-blowing. But I think what we all thought it did as a kid, when you saw it, like you saw the ad, you were like, holy shit. I'll be able to control this shit with my fucking mind. Like, that's what you thought. (laughs) You're like, I can use my fingers to crush fucking whoever. You know what I mean? That's what you're thinking. But really, it's not like that at all. Like, it does like three things. Mm -hmm. And of those three, it does one very well, which is like, be on your hand. You know. <laughs> be a glove. Yeah, be a glove. That's it. <laughs> you know. Oh now, yeah. Yeah. Forgive me for jumping platforms momentarily, but would you rather have a power glove or a super scope? Oh shit. Super scope. I'd rather. I always wanted a super scope. I still super want one. Awesome. My cousin had a super scope. They were pretty cool. I never actually seen too. one in real life. That thing worked. Garrett too. had one. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah, it was great. But they had like literally probably one game that used it, right? Maybe two. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, same thing in NES for the the original Zapper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why there's do, Duck Hunt. I don't know what other games there were. But why do we see so much? Why is there such a? I know we're like way off the topic already, but why has there been such a light research, like no resurgence of that kind of peripheral for uh, consoles, like the Power Glove and. The Super Scope. I mean, Super Scope was ridiculous. Well, they like, had it, it for... A, um... a, basically a light rocket launcher. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> yeah, like, that's true. It was like oh, just a ridiculous thing, but we, we don't see that kind of stuff. I mean, I guess... Shoulder-mounted RPG with a scope? Yeah, basically. Or like a, a crazy glove, like a robot hand. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I don't Remember know. Remember that mat? Remember the mat that you laid on the floor and danced on or whatever? The power mat? Yeah. Was it called the power mat? I don't know. There was the one was for the, the original mat? Nintendo, which you got um, track and field with track and field yeah, or like you, the Olympic. All you games. did was like this. Yep. Yeah, you could cheat it really easily. <laughs> My cousin would be on the floor like. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but as for like gun accessories, I, I guess they don't. Do you need you need a CRT to use those? Don't you? I've I've heard that, but I'm not sure if that's actually true. Um, I suppose they could have adapted the technology yeah. by now. But, I mean, they had those with, like, Time Crisis. Right. And a couple shooting games. I mean, that was quite a while ago when, like, PlayStation 1 and maybe PlayStation 2. Um, Yeah, these days, as you, I'm sure you know, James, it's all... What do people use now? It's this... It's A the, Wiimote? Yeah, it's, it's what the Wii, I think, started. And... Xbox, you know, Microsoft and but Sony then, with their PlayStation are Sony con- and 
the play, the PlayStation starting up the PlayStation and the Xbox don't have anything like that. Well, they're trying to of. they're trying to finish. Well, they have Connect and they have. Um, oh, I guess yeah. Whatever I don't know what is it called. Oh, that thing with the little ball on the controller makes you look a fruit when you're using it. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a looks like a microphone. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a big fucking. I don't know what ball. it is, but yeah. <laughs> it plays the PS wand. Oh, is that what it's called? I don't know. That's what I'm calling it, though. Hmm. But now it's going all virtual reality, and you're holding sticks in your hands that can be any kind of gun you want. VR is great, yo. Hook me up. (laughs) So Jack me in. I'll never come out. Sony, sponsor the podcast. Yep. So let's see. So this is about 20 years. So it's about about 20 years since the last VR craze. Oh, yeah. Virtual Boy? Well, there was Virtual Boy... There was the movie Disclosure. Oh, that big ass arena thing that you could walk around in, and you're like on this treadmill thing, and it was like you're encased in this. You know that you're standing in the big thing. Mm-hmm. They used to have it at the malls, and you put on this big ass like, you know, like this crazy yeah. headset. And you're I like, did a oh. flight simulator in the mall one time like that. Hmm. They had a TV show VR Five. They oh, had they had that hey. movie The Lawnmower Man. Do you remember another? It's not really virtual reality, but you remember a cartoon TV show called Reboot? Yes, I no. like that. That was no. a cool show. That was really cool. I like yeah. that too. I would you I remember rather... watching that show and being like, "This is so authentic." You know, that's what yeah. I remember <laughs> thinking as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Call, I'm gonna I'm gonna flashback to the 80s one more time would you rather watch the wizard or flight of the navigator flight of the navigator okay that's the correct answer just testing you guys i don't know man although i haven't seen that in forever i'm sure so just so we just so we're clear i didn't really finish my story but sorry um (laughs) went off on a tangent no no it's fine (laughs) (laughs) the the wizard is basically a 90 minute commercial for nintendo i mean i don't know if it if Nintendo had to have sponsored it or something. I mean, there are literally Nintendos everywhere in the movie, like NESs. Bo Bridges becomes obsessed with playing one, <laughs> which doesn't even make any fucking sense. Not at all. Um, you know, it just doesn't make... So much in the movie doesn't make any sense. And it's a terrible movie. It's a horrible movie. It's horrible. And <laughs> I watched it, so I... I uh, I got a free, I got a $10 gift card f- from Rift Tracks saying Merry Christmas. So I went to their website, and sure enough, I had the wizard already in my cart, <laughs> which is nine ninety nine. So I was like, perfect. Bought it, downloaded it, and so I watched it with their commentary. And their commentary made it pretty hilarious. But Okay, good. But yeah, man, it is a terrible movie. It has every like cliche, like '80s slash '90s cliche in there, you know, like the bad guy is, you know, terrible, and you know, it's just it's just so yeah. bad, man. You're like, come on. You're like, do you know if Rift Tracks ever did uh, Earth Girls Are Easy? I don't. I don't know if they did that. Or not. Okay. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me, but it's another classic. If anyone hasn't seen it, go watch that immediately. You know, I didn't watch it till about eight years ago. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. 
Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen The Wizard, it's terrible. It's horrible. If you're all about Nintendo, check it out. Um, it has Tobey Maguire in it for five seconds. And he's a little kid. <laughs> but you can clearly see, you're like, oh, that's Tobey Maguire. Like, you can still tell it's him. Which is hilarious to me. It's like Elijah Wood in Back to the Future. Um, yes, exactly. It's like that. Yep. The Cafe 80s. Yep. Um, all right. So, not really sci-fi, but I stuck it in the sci-fi section because why the hell not? Next, this is kind of sci-fi, but not really. But we'll call it sci-fi just for the sake of saying it's sci-fi. Is the movie Scrooged. Mm -hmm. So this stars Bill Murray and Karen Allen and a couple other people, including Robert Mitchum, which is I found so odd. I had forgotten that Robert Mitchum was in this movie, or I never realized it was him. Because he's someone from, like, the 40s, you know? Are you a Mitchum man? <laughs> exactly. That's all I think about. Like, like, put this powder in your underarms. Like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Is there much. a cameo by Eric Roberts? No, but there is a, um... There is an actor in the movie called John... His name is John Glover. And... You might not know him unless you saw him. If you saw him, you'd be like, oh, this guy, okay. So yeah. he's a that guy. Kind of. And another thing that's just really random, <clears throat> I have the audio book of 3001, The Final Odyssey, on audio cassette. And the narrator is John Glover, the same guy. That, my friend, is called Destiny. <laughs> It's just just a weird weird coincidence. But anyway, if no one's ever seen Scrooged, what's wrong with you? A. B. Go watch it immediately because it's hilarious. Um. So yeah, I watched I watched it. Thought it was hilarious because it, it is. I've seen it many times. It's a Christmas movie. It's Scrooge reimagined. You know, it's like a modern day Scrooge. The ghosts of Christmas past, Christmas present, and Christmas future visit him and show him the error of his ways and blah, blah, blah. So, it's a good time. Some violence, some cursing, some shotguns, you know. It's good. Mm -hmm. It's good. So, Wholesome family holiday fun. Yep. Also, I didn't remember that Wendy Malick is in the movie. Explain. That is another, oh, her person. Ah. Uh. And in the movie, her character's name is also Wendy. Convenient. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure you guys have seen Scrooged many times. Uh, I don't think so. You've never seen Scrooged? Not that I recall. I've Evan. Seen, I've seen uh, the same story, whatever Patrick Stewart did. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that. <laughs> So of course this is a, this this movie's a little meta cuz he works at a at a TV station Bill Murray and they're making a production of Scrooge to air on Christmas Eve you know it's going to be shown live and blah 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 <clears throat> so 
Evan, if you haven't seen that, you should definitely check it out. I'll consider it. It is a great, hilarious movie. James, I'm assuming you've seen Scrooge. God, I hope not a, a long ass time ago I did. What the fuck? Dude, nobody It's would. not a traditional Christmas movie. It's not it a is. Good movie. It's not a good movie. It is Stop. a good movie. It's not a good movie. Watch that movie and very, tell me it's not a good movie. Very rarely movies from the 80s are good, and that's just a fact, okay? <laughs> Scrooge is definitely not one of them. All right? When uh that guy who's in that movie dies, he's not going to he's he's not going to be singing about Scrooge, all right? James the beginning of this movie has one of the greatest opening scenes ever in a Christmas movie. Okay. I want you to go and watch this movie for the first five minutes and they tell milk, me I'm not they right. milk a horse while no. singing fucking Christmas carols and they all have fake plastic mustaches on? No. Then it's no. not the greatest movie ever. No. All right. All right. Guys, no. if I can use another 80s reference, let's hit the brakes and fly right by to the next movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why are there movies in this? Just, let's, All right. Let's fly the right last one that actually is a sci-fi <laughs> movie is called Warm Bodies. Ugh. I hate you so much. This is the zombie one, right? It is a zombie movie. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's, it's a zombie love, it's a love story, story that should be avoided at all costs. I don't know. I mean, it's a little ridiculous, of course, but it is not a terrible movie. Michael. Who are you? I can't believe you talk about this movie. Like, this is not terrible. There's so many movies. I'm like, have you seen this? You're like, no, and I won't see it because I'm not gay. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> talk about warm bodies. That's a fact, by the way. Yeah, I'm not making that shit up. He's like, that's for gays. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, okay. I I like Mitchum with my breakfast. Not right. gay movies for gays. I've seen every one of Robert Mitchum's movies now, including Scrooged. If you're a real man, if you're a Mitchum man. Yeah. <laughs> uh so in warm bodies, I'll just I'll just give you guys the lowdown. I'm sure you guys you two already know, but Yeah, zombie love story. That's it. Pretty much. A zombie, where where the story starts off, we're we're hearing the story from the point of view of a zombie, and he can think, and he's like, "Huh, I can think. What's going on with this? Huh?" So, all right, I'm hungry, you know, <laughs> like, all right, let's go eat, you know, <laughs> like all this kind of stuff. But yeah, he starts uh, he starts thinking and. It's, I mean, it's just interesting. It'd be interesting. It's a different take. You know, zombie movies are always all the same, right? You know, more or less. This is just a different take on it, which I kind of like. It's something unique. Is it the greatest movie on the planet? No, absolutely not. Is it kind of interesting? Yes, absolutely. Why is John Malkovich in this movie? Yes, John Malkovich is in the movie. He's nothing but a dude. Because he, care he, he needs care money. No, yeah, he does he need does. money. Yeah, he needs money. There's a whole article on Cracked about why actors do this toward the end of their careers. They're like, yeah, I'll be in that. Yeah, I'll be in that. Yeah, I'll be in that because they're like just trying to rake it in so they can retire. Oh, like uh, Ben Kingsley? Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, The House of Sand and Fog was fantastic. And so was Ender's Game. And so was Blood Rain. Blood Rain. Oh, I never saw that. Yeah. That's all that was known for. 
I was thinking about the Devil's Reign, William Shatner from the seventies or whatever. Oh, it was. Ah, Jesus! <laughs> James, how about the uh, Star Wars Holiday Special? Right, I was it's about the, to mention a... that. I was just about oh, to mention that. I saw uh... that on YouTube. Someone has the full thing up on YouTube. You don't we, remember? We watched it at your house. I know we watched it. I know Twice. we watched it on on forties. Yeah, Mike protested heavily until he was drunk enough on malt liquor to tolerate it for a while. <laughs> It's horrible. It's so bad. I don't think I ever made it through the whole thing. I just saw bits and pieces of it. Oh, that's so, okay. So bad. You've participated in the legendary story, so that's okay. What I find most amazing is that, so from what I understand, that movie was only ever aired. So it was aired on like ABC or something, and it was only aired one time, and that's it. And it's never been released on home video or, mm-hmm. you know, anything. And yet we're able to obtain copies of it. Because because yeah. it's so bad. They want people to see how bad it is. Like compared to Star Wars. Well, what did someone record it in 1978 so or whatever? It's fucking bad. No, dude. I guarantee you somebody left the studio and like, this is ridiculous. I'm keeping this. <laughs> and, then, and then it just slowly got out after that. It's just really bad, man. It's so bad. And the thing is, it's it's shocking how bad it is compared to the source material. It's like if you fucking watch Game of Thrones and then R.R. Marlin made a book called Game of Bones, and you're like, what the fuck? You know, and it's about the main characters going on a fishing trip. You'd be like, what is this? It's so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, if no one's ever seen the Star Wars holiday special, you owe it to yourself to never watch it. Because it's it's absolutely horrible. It's like watching a car accident where there's like people are getting decapitated. It's really sad, but you kind of want to see. It is garbage, but it's of historical significance. So please do watch it. Yeah, I, honestly, I, honestly, I don't regret watching it just because it's so ridiculous. It's in, it's it's kind of odd to know that something so bad could exist. Like you don't know. I'm serious. Like my life hit a new low when I saw that. Like I did not know something that bad could exist. Like I like I didn't know a person could get people together, pay them money, hire a crew and a staff, record an entire thing over multiple days and produce something like that. Successful, famous people, mind you. Yeah, exactly. People who just had made a bunch of money and knew at this point they're like, We're gonna be fucking awesome. Our lives are set, you know? Yeah. Anyways, moving on. <clears throat> I mean, the thing is... We've had enough sense. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, uh, did you want to talk about uh, Squadron 42? Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. I don't know how you brought that up. Uh, yeah, so couple things going on here uh star citizen we're in game theory here so star citizen um let's see so after long awaiting after waiting a very long time and knowing what chris roberts would do anyway he did not release uh 2.6 which has the fps and a bunch of other cool stuff he didn't release it until the 25th he's like christmas here's your christmas present so Christmas Eve, it was like after midnight, it was released. So um, 
I downloaded it last night and played it today. I had been playing it on the Persistent Test Universe, and uh, I downloaded it and played it today. Um, it's okay. It's buggy as hell, but it's alpha, so I don't know if that's a viable excuse anymore, but it's an alpha. It's buggy. Um, I was talking to... So my organization, my Star Citizen Org, we have... We have like uh, a group of guys from Australia who are like, who are, they play, they do FPSs, they're sponsored FPS players for, I don't know what game, uh, not Call of Duty, uh, like Overwatch, maybe Overwatch and a bunch of other games like that, like that kind of thing. Team Fortress you know the or name? whatever. I don't know the name. I have no idea. Are no. they either phrase or comma? I have no idea. I'd have, okay. to find, I'd have to find out. I'd have to ask them. Um, but um, we're not dealing directly with them. We're only dealing with one of them. And then the game main guy we deal with, it's like their American buddy. Um, so he could be, I'm assuming he's not lying. <laughs> he could be making all this up. But basically we were approached, those guys are going to come in, but they were going to come into our org contingent on what uh, Star Marine looked like, which is the add-in for Star Citizen, the FPS add-in. Um, I would say the first thing I read off of playing it slow and slow by my standards. I know it's slow by, uh, Evan's standards. <laughs> um, it, it's a, it's very playable. It's very enjoyable. I like playing it. Uh, I said before during PTU testing, I liked playing it. Um, when it runs, it runs well. Uh, I think it needs to be sped up. Um, I had my mouse's FPS cranked up to its max, and it still moves slow. Target acquisition is slow. Um, what was the video that you showed us like three, maybe four weeks ago? Where the guy was, maybe it was a different game, but I thought it was, uh, I keep saying Squadron 42, but the first person shooter element of Star Citizen, where the guy was like running through the halls and, uh, like surfing on walls for a couple seconds or like leaning to the side. And I said, that actually looks pretty fast. Oh, that was probably Titanfall. I don't think it was Titanfall, but was it uh call of duty infinite warfare? Um, no, I mean, I honestly thought it was part of star citizen, but I, I guess I was mistaken. Yeah, I don't know. Nah, no, no wall surfing on star citizen. It's either call of duty or Titanfall. I think okay. those are the only two games I can think of to do that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think if you play if you play FPS tactically and you want to like go and kind of repeat a real world tactical scenario where you have your team broken up into squads and someone's looking to the rear, someone's looking forward, you're going to enjoy this game. It's it's going to be fun. But if you want to play an FPS in the classical way that people play FPSs, which I think is a miss for for Cloud Imperium, who's the company who makes Star Citizen, I think it's a miss for them. I think they should have targeted that audience. I think what happened is they had non-FPS people making a game based out of the CryEngine, which is an FPS engine. So they said, okay, it'll be easy for us to shit out a FPS. So they made this really beautiful, crisp, amazing, beautiful subpar FPS, I think. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's, it's CryEngine, so it looks great, but it's just not... It's like all the boxes that FPS games have been checking to be awesome for years, this is lacking. Like Overwatch, the characters look light and fast and 
they move and there's the you know that kind of stuff i mean there's a vibe and a flow to it that you just don't get with star citizen so i'm hoping this is the first release i'm hoping they're gonna fix it i know a lot of people have been complaining about it i mean i like playing it but i know that an fps game game can't live on players like me because i'm not going to be playing it a lot you know what i mean like you need to have people dedicated to who want to do boarding and want to do fps and you won't this game won't attract those people so um do you think they may have gone for too much realism like if you think of a, a, a a space marine battle you are going to move cautiously and you're going to have like a lot of protective armor on and you're going to move and, and fight like your life depends on it. So again, cautiously, maybe too slow. I think they did, but I think this is one of those cases where they have to balance um, immersion <laughs> versus like what people will play. Because to be honest with you, an FPS player, when you play an FPS, a solid FPS game, which is what Star Marine is, it's basically like a a tech demo for what what's possible in the Star Citizen universe it would have brought a lot of new people into the game if they had made something awestruck, awe-striking and amazing. So will that be what Star Citizen is about? No, but if they had built that into the game, that kind of gameplay, it might be nice. So, uh, I, I mean, yes, they're probably going for the type of gameplay they're going to have in Persistent Universe, which totally makes sense to me. But, you know, we were kind of promised more game-type stuff. You know, they're supposed to be uh, Sadaball which is like an Ender's Game type battle room scenario. Um, there's a lot of things that they didn't deliver. Um, the the grenades still aren't in the game. The invite and lobby system doesn't work at all. That's a huge miss to me because if you can't play a tactical shooter tactically with your friends and there's no VoIP or anything, you failed. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's unplayable. So right now it's just cool to go in there and like fuck around and for the lone wolves, lone wolves will love it because they're never going to talk to you. They're going to run around and be assholes, and like you're never going to actually win. They're going to win themselves and get have a high KD, and that's it, you know. Um, so for those people, it's great. But for people like me, I don't like it, and I don't think people who play FPSs hardcore like that's their thing. I don't think they're going to like it either. Mm-hmm. So um, sorry to hear that. No, it is what it is, and I'm sure they're going to fix it. I'm sure people are going to complain. They're going to fix it, whatever. I'm planning, I am pl- I submitted a couple bug reports today, and I'm going to complain in the forum, so we'll see what happens. But um, other than that, uh, what else was I going to say? Okay, so the other thing about Star Citizen, uh, so they built their they built their entire thing on the CryEngine because it was beautiful. Over the next several years, they basically took the CryEngine, opened it up, took a melon baller, scraped everything out of it, and then poured a bunch of new shit in it, and then tried to sew it up and use it. But the CryEngine has for shit netcode, because it's made for it's made to be very small, not like a 60 billion mile area, mm-hmm. but a very small, like, you know, a two square mile box that you play within, and it's not really made for multiplayer and stuff like that. So it's not a good engine for that. So they had lots of problems. Of course, we all know that within the last couple of weeks, CryEngine has basically shuttered their doors. They're done. You know, um, the last time this happened, last time CryEngine closed one of their big offices in Germany, Star Citizen picked up a bunch of staff and opened their German office, which is an amazing powerhouse office for them. They get all the big stuff done. 
in the CryEngine. Now they've done something else, uh, which they announced in February, which I wasn't paying attention to. They said they were going to go to Amazon AWS. Okay. Well, Amazon has gone one step further and they said, hey, we have our own gaming engine based on the CryEngine. Um, but it's made for multiplayer called the Lumberyard, or just called Lumberyard, which I just think about like lumbering, like a fat guy like walking down the hallway. Like that's all <laughs> I think about when I hear that Lumberyard. Welcome to the Lumberyard. I'm like, great, you know, um, we're not getting anything done. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they they've moved to the Lumberyard. Uh, it's supposed to be a very exciting turn of events for Star Citizen. So we'll see what it is. 2.6 is already on the Lumberyard, um, and it's already running through Amazon AWS and using their net code. Has that had shown any improvements? I don't, I can't really tell, I guess. I never had a lot of problems with their, with the net code and with like lag and stuff because I have a decent internet connection, but people who have like laggy problems and weird stuff's happening, I guess I've never noticed it. And I did not, I haven't noticed it this time around either, you know? So we'll see, we'll see in the coming days what happens. Does... Do they host their own servers or like if you start, can you start a multiplayer game and it's almost like your system is the host. So anything near you is good. But if like, if you tried to play a game in, you know, Russia, for instance, it would be garbage. Well, all their stuff is hosted through AWS. If I start a private game, the private game is hosted. I don't want to say it's hosted locally, but it's like, like, like James is the host, you know? So if I log out, everyone's fucked, you know what I mean? So I don't know if it's running in my computer. I don't think it is. I think they're just calling it saying I'm the host. I don't think it's running locally. Um, but maybe it is. I have no idea. I, I actually, it probably is because, you know, a lot of guys who do some of the, uh, machinima stuff with star citizen, they can do all that stuff and bring all the character models in and everything locally. So all the big ships, every ship is loaded into this release that they push down to my computer every time I get an update. That's how it was before, and they're trying to get away from that, but that's how it is right now. Yeah, how's that, downloading a 30-gigabyte game? Yeah, it's like, 20, it's like 25 gigs, and I did it six times because I was in the PTU, so I was every night I was getting an update. Yeah. Oh, so my Jesus. computer, there was like a week period where my computer was on like four or five days in a row downloading. You know, I'd, I'd come home, I'd come home, see there's an update, start downloading, or I'd play, and then I'd go, like, eat dinner, come back, and there's an update. So then I'd start downloading. In the morning, I'd see it. I'd like, okay, shut my computer down. Or I'd start downloading in the middle of the day or whatever, you know? Hmm. Cool. So, James, I got a question for you. Shoot. How much money have they made so far? Or have they raised, I should say? A ridiculous amount of money. Hundred and twenty million? Um, I think it's more than that now. Huh? I think it's more than hundred and twenty million now. I'll tell you here. For a hundred and twenty million dollars, could you have gotten this project off the ground? No. 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 Evan? I think that's fair. I mean if you think about it, I want to say the development of Grand Theft Auto Five, or whatever the most recent GTA game yeah. was, almost a billion dollars. It was like five, or, it was like between five and seven hundred million dollars, something. Like okay. That. And it took, it took, uh, it took, it took seven years to make. So, 
I mean, it's an epic game. It's amazing. So, what um, is uh, Grand Theft Auto Five? So, I mean, people. The thing is, a lot of people kind of like, and I and I always feel like we talk about Star Citizen like too much, but people try to balance like, oh, they're taking so much money. You know what I mean? I feel that way too because a lot of times they have things and you're like, this is clearly a money grab. Like they're like, oh, we've released all these new things into the store, and I'm like. Get fucked. I'm not buying anything else from you until you fit, put this shit out. Like, that's how I feel. <laughs> you know, like when I was waiting, like, almost four plus months beyond their release date for 2.6. But that said, um, $120 million, they have, like, 260 employees, and they're basically building something brand new from scratch. Uh, it's probably the best-looking game I've ever seen. That doesn't mean it will always be so. But right now it is, and for what they're doing with the fidelity they're doing it with, like the ability, like you can land your ship, get up, walk around your ship, go take a shit on your ship, walk off your ship, get into a turret, and there's no loading screens. It's smooth flow. You know, you can control things up and down. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy what you can do hmm. um, and the size of the ships. Like, I kind of expected, I mean, even, you know, you guys know I play Space Engineers, and Space Engineers... Uh, there's certain ship sizes that are just so big that your computer just like takes a shit, you know, and that's a voxel based game. So all the little, it's like basically like Legos, like Lego blocks. And like, there's certain, certain ships that are so big that when you look down, you reach the render limit and you can't see, you know, obviously star citizen hasn't gone that far, you know, where you could see Pat, you can't see past the render limit, but they are rendering way more detail than space engineers ever thought about rendering like scratches on the metal that are actually modeled in, you know? And that's one thing I learned early on is that uh, where a lot of games and a lot of people will just use texture maps. They'll just lay a texture on top of a gray box um, article on that article, but uh, uh, I forgot what the word is, but a gray box thing, a gun or something in star citizen, a artist will actually go and etch the scratch into they'll mold it into the into the actual gray box thing into the texture they'll mold it in like cut it they'll log into fucking 3d max or whatever and actually scoop out a piece of like cut it out like it's clay and they do that all over the game so when you look at stuff you're not looking at a world that's flat with fucking pictures on it you're looking at like textures and things have a feeling to them you know when you look at them I mean, it's, it's it's the little details, and a lot of people don't. When you look at games, they don't think about that stuff. But the little details make a huge difference, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm actually curious with uh, all the details in the game. The next time you play, would you be able to note how much it taxes your system, or do you already know? Like, does it take up, you know, eighty percent of your CPU and ten gigs of RAM to play, or something? I can check. I, I will next time. I, next time I play, I'll, I'll run. actually. To be honest with you, the entire first half of this show, I still had Star Citizen open. I just closed it I, before I started talking. I didn't realize it was open, so okay. it was open at the loading screen. At the not the loading screen, at the screen where you select where you're going to go. So it, it was open the whole time, just minimized. Um, but so I honestly, I, I my computer is pretty good, so I haven't had a lot of problems. But I know guys do. I know people always complain about, oh, it's too slow, and oh, my computer's the dying. You know, what I mean, you can't have a shitbox computer to play it. You know, it, it definitely is a. I don't know. It's like a 4K TV. You know, once right. you get it, 
you don't want to stop looking at things in 4K. Now you're going to start hunting for things to see in 4K. You know, and Star Citizen the same way. Like you can't get this game and not want to upgrade your computer to like see it to really see it how it looks. Right. Okay. Makes sense. Thank you. Yep. Well, all right. So I wanted to mention just briefly that Steam is having their annual sale. So if you've been eyeing a game or maybe, you know, oh, I, I wouldn't mind playing that, but not for 60 bucks, then now's the time. Steam has a lot of games on sale. Uh, some of them are very good prices. Some of them are okay prices, you know, just depends what you're looking for. Like, here I'm on their front screen and they have Left 4 Dead 2. It's 80% off. So normally it's $19.99, right now it's $3.99. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. So I, I told Evan, I saw Doom on here the other day, like the most the most recently released version of Doom for... Um, $20. Yeah, it was $20 instead of... $60. Yeah. And, yep, I'm, and I'm pretty here, sure they still have it. Yep. I'm pretty sure when we covered that on this show, however many months ago that was when I played like the, the free beta weekend or, or free trial weekend, I was like, I wouldn't pay $60 for this, but I'd probably pick it up for 20 bucks. Yep. I'm not going to pick it up for 20 bucks. Oh my what game God. Is that? Doom. Oh yeah. I mean, I like, I think it's been dead. It, say it's been out for like six months. I think it's been dead for four months. I don't know anyone who still plays it. Hmm. Well, they're still selling it for sixty. So. Oh yeah. Here's your Quake, or not? Not your Quake. This is the original Quake. Normally it's four ninety nine. It's a dollar sixty four. Worth every penny. Seventeen year old game. <laughs> what is it? A dollar sixty four. Quake what? Is it Quake 3, Mike? Quake 1. Oh, Quake oh 1. God. Man, that's that's you can get it for free. <laughs> that game should be free. They should be giving that away. Quake 1's too old. And speaking of Grand Theft Auto, they have Grand Theft Auto 5 for 50% off, so it's 30 bucks. It's not bad. They got Turok here, which I was kind of surprised to see that here. What is it? Turok? Oh, yeah. I remember playing this a million years ago thinking this game's really cool. And now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is horrible. This is like a horrible game. <laughs> like it just, I, you know, it's funny. The stuff you think is like awesome. Like I, I went back and looked at, uh, I saw that they were making a new, hold on, let me go back to it here. They were making a new, what was the game called? Oh, man. Crap. Oh, Shad- Shadow Warrior. Mm-hmm. So I played the old Shadow Warrior, and it's if you haven't played that game, it's fucking hilarious. I remember uh, a guy actually who listens to our podcast, Randy. We played this game back in the middle of the day, and we used to make fun of him because he's half Asian and half black, and we're like really racist. So, and the guy Shadow Warrior guy is Asian, so we used to be like, "Oh, hustle!" You know, we're horrible. We're we're horrible kids. So, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> racism and being horrible aside. Um, Shadow Warrior, it's just funny. It's like the guy's like, put it this way, it was ri- it was made in a time when it's okay to be casually racist and say hello and stuff like that, you know. And that's what it's all about, you know. It, it's really casual funny. racism. 
Well, not just casual racism, but it's 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 legitimately funny and it's full of puns and stuff like that. So the new one has like some weird bullet time thing going on and it's has a bunch of puns and it's still funny and there's other characters involved and stuff, but I don't know, I don't feel like people play these type of type of FPSs anymore. So I really think they shouldn't have made it. You know, the it's time is gone. It's like the nostalgia points, I guess, but you know, that's not enough to warrant making a whole new game. But anyway, yeah, so Shadow Warriors here and I was just like and I just saw Serious Serious Sam, which, you know, I never understood the hype behind this. People loved themselves in fucking Serious Sam back in the day. You yeah. run around killing monsters with the chainsaws and dual gatling guns and yeah but if you look at that you look at these games man they look like shit yeah you know you look look at the original you're like jesus i just found i just found an awesome uh thing here for the classic video game nut sega mega drive and genesis classics you can buy this whole package for 15 dollars and 49 cents you're saving 75 percent it would normally be like $61. Was it an emulator pack with all the games or something? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. That's worth it. And they have Columns, Sonic the Hedgehog, Echo the Dolphin, Vector Man, Fantasy Star, Streets of Rage. Oh, I fucking love Streets of Rage. Toe Jam and Earl. I mean, Virtual Fighter 2. I mean, all kinds of stuff. For 15 bucks. Yes. $15. That might actually get my money. Yep. Thank you for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Altered Beast. That was a good one. That actually scared me <laughs> when I was that a kid. That was a great game. Like, holy shit, he turns Sega. into a werewolf? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, man. Sega, they don't get as much love as uh, Nintendo, but uh, I like me some Sega. You know? Who owns them now? Uh, I thought it was still Sega. Do they just? I thought they were just out of the console business. Hmm, maybe that's it. I thought they got uh, acquired for some reason. <clears throat> um, it could be. Anyways, go spend your money, empty your wallet on Steam, as is the uh, Christmas tradition. Mm-hmm. That is true. If you're into space games, Astroneer, this looks pretty cool. I saw that on there. Yeah, it looks pretty interesting. It's like space engineers, but... Less boxy? Yeah, less boxy. It's still voxel-based, but I like that about it. It looks cool. It looks happy, too. <laughs> it, it, to me, it kind it's kind of a, a cross between space engineers and the game that everyone hated. Uh, Because it was too brutal? No. No Man's Sky? Yeah. Yeah, it does have a No Man's Sky-like thing going on. But uh, it also seems to have a little, uh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. No Man's Sky. It's in early access, though. And I've I've already vowed no more early access games. Yeah. I, I just yeah. refuse to. It's like that's that's like the biggest burn that Steam could have ever brought to us. It seems like every time someone's talking about a fucking game, it's early access. And I just don't want to hear it anymore. You know, I, my guys in my org sent me a game. They're like, oh, check this out, it's a pirate game. And I was like, oh, sweet, you know, we, we could play this. And I was like, well, we got Star Citizen to play, but okay, we can play it. And I looked at it, and it's fucking early access. It's not even out, and I won't be out till next year. And I was like, man, I'm just tired of, like, 
getting worked up about another game I can't play. Like, Star Citizen burned me on this whole early access bullshit, and, you know, I just can't anymore, you know? Mm. Yep. Mm-mm. Shall we move on to some uh, breaking news? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> the announcement of the uh, the Yum Update Weight Loss Challenge. Um, we are the champions. No time for losers. Yeah, Suckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I concede to, uh, to Mr. Blower, the winner of this year's challenge yeah. by, uh, an unfortunate amount of less than three pounds. Oh my God. But congratulations, Mike. You may have the next 15 seconds to gloat, should you so choose. Well, Evan, I want to thank you very much for making it so easy to... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do want to thank James, though, for making it really easy. Yeah, I made it really easy. I just ate everyone's bread. <laughs> <laughs> he got extra bread once the bet started. That's like, right. the bread that we weren't eating, he was eating on our behalf. Yeah. Were you two teaming up against me? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't teaming up against anyone. Try you trying to boost Mike up? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I'll, I I told Mike this. I'm not mad at him. I'm disappointed in myself, but I will use this as motivation for uh, the future. Do what I have to do to accomplish any goals that I have in mind. Uh, agreed. And James, I uh, expect your checks in the mail. Yeah, how much is it? One hundred fifty plus fifty. <laughs> oh, two hundred! Jesus, man! God, it's a money pit. All right. Speaking of money pits, I would like to announce the next challenge. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, it's just a suggestion, but uh, I did think about. It. I haven't thought about any any payouts yet. And granted, we do have a bit of a head start, but I was considering. Uh, now, Mike, I don't know what your ultimate goal is, but this is probably within it. Uh, the race to 100. Oh? Yeah. Thoughts? Race to 100 what? Pounds lost. Pounds lost. Hmm. So, like, I, you're the lowest out of the three of us, so I don't know what you actually want to get down to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it... You know, I haven't given it too much thought. We could start fresh or go with the original numbers, but that that might give the both of us too much of a starting advantage. But overall, I think the contest was good. Yeah, yeah. No, it was... Um, I think it was good motivation, honestly. And... I mean, this is something I've been wanting to do for a while anyway, you know, Mm -hmm. just like anyone who's a larger person, I'm sure is constantly thinking about is how can I lose weight? Yep. So this has definitely been good. Um, You've been going, so you've started doing something a little different. So James and I have been trying to, well, I won't say James and I. I have been trying to do the low-carb approach, Mm -hmm. specifically the, not really Atkins, although it's very similar to Atkins, 
but the ketogenic diet yeah the keto we'll go with that the ketogenic diet low carb high fat whereas atkins stresses just low carb and people end up eating just a ton of protein instead yeah pretty much pretty much because fat's awful right it's bad (laughs) for you yeah so i mean james was was on it on and off there for a while yeah and i think he did see the benefit Oh yeah, definitely. It definitely works. It's just about being willpower, dedication, but it definitely does work. Um, Evan, I know you you started down that path, but you kind of modified it. I deviated. I went on to a uh, an experiment of carbohydrate cycling of high and low days, basically keeping protein pretty constant and cycling, um, like high carb with low fat days and then low carb with high fat days. And that worked to some extent. Um, it kept me more satisfied in a way than I could like, you know, have rice or, or a small amount of pasta or something like that, or a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, ketogenic is much more restrictive in that sense, but it definitely helped me get stronger. Oh yeah. Yep. Because what I would do, and I didn't do too much cardio in the gym, uh, really, until like maybe the last five days. I was like, maybe I should do some of this too. I was primarily doing uh, just weightlifting and powerlifting movements. So I, from the time I started, the program I did was called Strong Lifts Five by Five. Um, and for the inexperienced lifter, you basically start with just the bar. For instance, in the in uh, squat, which is 45 pounds. So I started with that and, uh, I am up to 185 pounds now. Nice. So got some good progression there. Are you going to start doing the things I see John Weeks doing on, uh, Facebook? Uh, no, those are more Olympic weightlifting movements <laughs> instead of powerlifting movements. <laughs> uh, but you know, so there are some similar things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That guy's just a maniac. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations, and hopefully you'll use your winnings wisely, perhaps to further invest into the venture. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much, sir. I am both Mm -hmm. honored and humbled by your acceptance of defeat and no, okay. yep. no. <laughs> Ooh, it's fucking salty now <laughs> so james like i said expect you're checking the mail um yeah all right i'll, I'll look out for that keep, keep my eyes peeled <laughs> anywho all yep. right so extras extras Read all about it. Yep. So, yeah, I only have one thing in there this week. Um, a, uh, a team of Chilean scientists are examining some 7,000-year-old mummies, gathering DNA samples, presumably from skin and bone, uh, and also putting them through uh, computerized tomography, or CT scans, um, of a sample of these 15 mummies. Uh, they come from the Chinchoro people, 
who lived between 10,000 and roughly 3,000 BC in what is currently Peru and Chile. Um, so what I actually found interesting about this article was how these bodies were mummified. Uh, apparently, traditionally, it was done by the family instead of, you might say, an artisan. Uh, so when if they wanted to be mummified, the skin was stripped from the body. Muscles and organs were removed, and then around the remaining bone structure, they put clay, straw, and wood, and then sewed the skin back on, re-adding the hair and a mouth, and put a mask over the face. Sounds horrific. I thought it was pretty horrific as well. But Basically, they made an empanada. <laughs> yep, boiled taco. <laughs> I just thought it's uh, definitely a non-traditional way of mummification, Shit. at least as we consider it uh, in the scope of like ancient Egypt, which uh, you know these are about two thousand years older than that, even. Hmm. Well, yeah. we all know it was aliens. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, really, we're living in a simulation, so it was all yeah. the computer. Exactly. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. Very interesting. Thank you for horrifying us. You're quite welcome. I have a couple things in here, um, real quick. There's uh, now a couple of these things are related, so I'm going to jump around a little bit. So first up, we got the fidget toy. The fidget toy is, if you actually click on the link and look at it, it's a little cube. You're supposed to keep on you, like keep in your pocket or something, or keep on your desk. Yeah, so it's cool. And it has little buttons and things and switches and whatnot on it. And it's just for you to be able to push and the mess fidget with. with. Yep, exactly. Is it like a bop it? I don't know what that is. Bop it, twist it, pull it, bop it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic children's toy. Is it? Yes. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like that, except not at all. But uh huh. Um, this one's for adults. Good, good. And it's smaller, looks like, than a bop it. Is it quite expensive? This new thing is like this fidget thing is like twenty three bucks or something. Okay, that's not bad. Twenty four bucks. So it's not, I mean, it's not like $180 or anything, you know, it's it's okay. So <clears throat> this goes along with something else I put in the show notes here in the extra section, EDC. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I just recently found out that this is a thing. Um, it stands for Everyday Carry. And people like to post online pictures of all the stuff that they like to carry every single day, either on their on their person, you know, either in pockets, holsters, maybe in a little bag or something, I don't know. Um, and so this fidget toy can be among the EDC of someone. Um, and this follows on to something else that I didn't put in the show notes, but there are apparently these spinners that people get now. 
don't know if you guys have seen this, like a, almost like a spinning top. A dreidel? It's like that. But... By the way, it's Hanukkah. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> um, and... But this thing is like a little spinner thing, and they make very high-quality ones. Like, they make them out of brass. and Either they have the kind that spin on the table, but they also have the kind that you hold between your thumb and your forefinger, and then you can spin it. Hmm. What are you talking about here? James, what's the, what's the Urban Dictionary definition for spinner? <laughs> fucking, t- fucking wheel. What are you oh, on, really? man? I'm trying to be on what you're on, but I'm I'm like you you're like some old Shazay, fi, uh, the fi, the fidget toy, and then what else are we talking about here? I don't see the links. <laughs> he said he said he didn't put it in the link in the show notes. Uh-huh. I would like to co- make two comments. Number one, I'm glad there's brass ones because you don't see enough brass anymore. You some of the egg thing. Type in br- brass spinner into Google and you'll see what I'm talking about. They see me rolling. Yeah, I know spinners, right? Hey, and yeah, I'm on my spinners riding. Not on the cars. So I'm not going to read the Urban Dictionary, but uh, something about a very petite woman who you may spin around. Oh, wait, there's something else? I thought it was a tire thing. No, it's not a tire thing. That's because you're from the Dirty South, that's why. I am, yep. Or another word for this device is a torque bar. We had this fidget toy in the show notes from like about two or three months ago. I think. I feel like we talked. We had it in there. I feel like we mentioned it before. I'm waiting for one of you guys to get one and let me know how it is. <laughs> you could get one? Ah, the slash. Yeah. Mike's fan of the forward slash, but huh. doesn't love the pipe. <laughs> That's right. Well, here. Let's do... Uh. Alright, fine. <clears throat> Anyways, Anyways, more about brass. Check that out. The torque bar there. You'll see what I'm kind of talking about. Um, These things are very expensive. These professionally made ones. Um, I'm probably going to be seeing one soon. Because one of my coworkers is the one who turned me on to these things. And so... uh, I think he's going to acquire one. So I'll get to I'll get to see one in person here and see what the deal is. Good. So I'll report back on that. Um. So yeah, this whole everyday carry thing though, this has me a little. I'm interested for some reason in this. I don't know why. Because mm-hmm. you like things and displaying your things. Right. I guess so. I mean, a lot of them have guns, knives. Um, you know, little notebooks, wallets, keys, yes. things Hipster to hold the things. keys, you know. So, yeah, it's interesting. Is there know. an EDC Reddit? Um, is that what we're looking at or just in general? I'm sure there is. Just in general. Just talking in general. Okay. I can almost guarantee there is. Yeah, I'm sure there is. But, um, anywho. So, yeah. So, I might, uh, I don't know. I might have to do something with that. I don't know. We'll see. Post it on Facebook, bro. Why are you posting a picture of your wallet and phone? (laughs) Exactly. 
I guess step my EDC game up. So, anywho. Alright, what else did I want to talk about? Oh yeah, Shazam. I think you mean Kazam. Well, that's that's a matter of opinion, apparently. Is that what it's called, Kazam? It's, it's a matter of fact, sir. I remember it because I used to be a huge Shaquille O'Neal fan. I had his first rap tape on tape, and I watched <laughs> Kazam several times. Of course you did. Shaquille um, O'Neal is my hero. So, yes, so there's a movie called Kazam starring Shaquille O'Neal where he's a genie, right? Yep, that's his name. Genie? No, Kazam, oh, is, Kazam. is the okay. genie's name played by Shaquille O'Neal, the great Shaquille O'Neal. The great the great and powerful Shaquille O'Neal. Yep. So, this is another, we talked about this a while ago. On the show, this is another Mandela Effect thing. So a lot of people seem to think that there was a movie in the 90s starring Sinbad called Shazam. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, incorrect facts. These people's brains are obviously damaged. <laughs> so, but one thing that's interesting that, that uh, the person who wrote the article kind of points out It'd be like if there's the movie Ants and there's the movie A Bug's Life. Right. Which there are. And let's say all of a sudden Ants didn't exist anymore. It's erased. But you're like, man, I swear there's a movie about ants and bugs and stuff and whatever. And they'd be like, oh, no, you're thinking of A Bug's Life. You know, you just got mixed up. Right. It's like, uh, I don't know. So that's that's what people think is going on here, you know. Like, but there never was a Shazam. Yeah, I don't. There think was an like, unnecessary roughness. Yeah, I don't think this is this is a, this is a, an actual Mandela effect. I think people are thinking this is a bunch of things happening at once. One, people are like all black people look the same. Two, <laughs> Kazam and Shazam. For some reason, people are like this is the same thing. One of them does not exist. Sinbad does not look like Shaquille O'Neal. No, the problem is Sinbad's name is Sinbad, and Americans think oh sinbad shazam genie voila right you know what I mean? sinbad is the name of a genie no it's the name of a pirate it's the name of a pirate oh it's, it's the name of a, name a pirate of... i thought it was the name of a genie all right yeah exactly so shows you what i know i mean but that's the thing right and see sinbad if you think about um aladdin sinbad the fucking what's it called his genie self and his the comedian genie and all all these things kind of like hit the same cues in our brain and people are like yeah it's the same thing you know what I mean and trust me no one saw Kazam okay but people are like yeah some some funny black guy was in it and people are like Shaquille O'Neal non-entity because he's not a funny black guy Sinbad it was Sinbad Sinbad was in that movie called Sinbad Shazam. Shazam, because it's an Arab. They're all Arab. They're Arab, you know, and that's how it comes. This is not this is not Mandela effect. I, I've heard people talk about this many times, and even in my own mind, I was like, "Isn't there a movie called Shazam with fucking Sinbad in it?" And I thought that was a real thing. Like people kind of said it, alluded to it. And I was like, "Oh, it must be a real thing," but it's not a real thing. I never remember that movie coming out. And I saw someone had made a normally you can't you like I'm sure you guys are like me. Like normally you could see a movie poster and be like, yes, you know, or you kind of like envision a movie poster in your brain and you're like, mm-hmm. yes, I know there was a thing, 
But this, I, I don't remember that being a thing at all. But I know I kind of relate Sinbad to like Sinbad the Pirate and Arab Adventures and all this kind of stuff because I saw that movie when I was a kid, like an old like black and white movie about Sinbad being a pirate and a colorized one with Errol Flynn or something in it. You know, so I just it all kind of falls into place. I think. May I counter your proposition of the Mandela effect and suggest my own of the bandwagon effect? Yeah, there you go. Well, that is. That is correct, sure. Or that is possible. But here's the thing. Why is the Mandela effect called the Mandela effect? Because Nelson Mandela was imprisoned and simultaneously president of South Africa. Um, you're no. almost right. We talked about this before. You know we did yes, a show we did. about this, right, Michael? Yep. Yes. So why is he why is it called the Mandela effect, James? I don't know. I Googled it when we did the show before, and now I forgot, and we're not doing that show, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Because people thought he died in prison. Purge the information from my memory. People thought Mandela died in prison. Why would anyone think Mandela died in prison? Did Mandela die in prison, James? You remember that happening? No, I don't. Okay, then. Okay, listen. Do you know how many times I ask you, I'm like, isn't that guy dead? Yeah, but you're joking. (laughs) No, half the time I'm not. Like when people and now it's become a joke where like people disappear out of my realm and I'm like, they're dead. You know what I mean? But for the most part, when a celebrity disappears, I'm like, he's probably dead. Like, that's what I think. (laughs) And so Nelson Mandela fell off the face of the earth. And as far as Americans are concerned, and they're like, he's dead, you know, but that's not even the Mandela effect. That's just people being stupid assholes and not doing a minute fucking Internet search or looking or calling I don't know. Internet maybe didn't exist back then. Calling fucking four one one for South Africa. I don't know. And asking someone a fucking question. You know the belay network. I don't know what the fuck you do, but call somebody. You know, <laughs> call your fucking congressman. Is, is Nelson Mandela alive? Well, I don't know. I'll can find out. I guess that's what they're for, right? They're for giving us international news updates. That's what Congress your congressman. For. Yeah, that's what they're there for. <clears throat> All right, so. The fucking Berenstein Bears, that's legitimate Mandela effect right there. Yeah, I told that, my mom about that. She was like, well, isn't it? I was like, well, apparently not. No, and the fucking tree in our front yard, Evan. Yeah, that's I agree. That's legit Bella Mandela effect. Right that there. actually happened. That was, shit was deleted. Yeah. They redacted <laughs> that shit for my life. That tree fucking existed. Just like the car that you never had? <laughs> no, that was just something you remember. Nobody remembers that but you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, man. <laughs> I was like, whatever, Michael, you're crazy. You're like, get out of here. <laughs> All right. So there's um, something else I want to talk about. Like I said before, or I think I said before we started recording, there's a very reputable website called AboveTopSecret.com. And on this website, someone posted something that says, there's a theory of gravity that's basically, it's a theory that's, that makes it so that we don't need dark matter. So right now, the way the universe is, if you just count everything that we can observe, nothing makes sense. So they just made up something called dark matter and added that in. And so its mass is there. 
And so they say, okay, well, if we count this dark matter stuff that we can't see or detect or know that it exists at all, then everything makes sense. Right, mathematically. Right. So on this website, they've posted that this other guy, Verlind, or Verlindy, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, he proposed a theory of gravity that doesn't need dark matter. Okay? I'm not sure exactly what it entails, but it doesn't use dark matter. And supposedly they've been able to now conduct an experiment and the results are looking promising that he might be right. Mm-hmm. So I put a link in here to the original post and then I also put a link to an article on Wikipedia, another very reputable website. Um, it's called Entropic Gravity. Very good. And they talk about Eric Verlin's theory there, which is what they talk about on the is other there website. Is magic involved somehow? Yep. Fuck. <laughs> Since you just mentioned that, I will be talking about a similar topic next week. Um, so be prepared for that. I hope to be well-versed by then. Oh? Yep. Gravity? Um, sort of. In short, the whole universe is engulfed in a sphere of black holes. Oh, that. Alright. That old thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright. James, what do you got? Um, let me show you guys how to do the extra section. Um, I got two, I got a video and an article about a mouse from last year. I thought it was really cool, so I put it in the extra section uh, for anyone who wants to look at it to look at it. Evan, please look at it. It's really interesting. You probably heard of it. it Is it a gaming mouse? It's a gaming mouse with 8,000 DPI. Oh, that's amateur hour. Really? Yeah, the Death Adder Elite has 16,000. Oh, Jesus. All right, 8,000 so is too fucking, that's like, welcome to 2010, bro. Okay, it came out in 2015, so I guess the only other thing, the only other cool thing about it is it has, like, there's 54 different possible configurations, and it uses neodymium magnets to hold it all together, <laughs> so that's kind of cool. So, like, it all snaps together, and it's all pre-weighted and everything. It's kind of cool, but it's from, I, I saw this, I saw how cool it was, and it's called um, James Donkey 007. That's all. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking weird. Um, well... On the plus side, it uses a very good laser sensor, and um, it does seem customizable. It reminds me a lot of the rat mice. I don't, I don't, I'm not too familiar with that one. But... Okay, that's fine. So, yeah. James, I'm just looking at this mouse here. You said your namesake, so I see here it's called James Bond. Or James, no, I'm sorry, James Donkey. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Um, That's pretty funny. So... I don't know what the story is behind these James Donkey mice. Must be like well, Donkey Kong, you know. Donkey. Make James up your Donkey. own story. Yeah, I don't know. It just sounds funny. It's so Monkeys weird aren't donkeys. Okay, genetic expert. <laughs> All right, and with that, on that note, wrap it up, B. <laughs> what else we got? I think that's everything. Perfect. Well, um, yeah, we, uh, we recorded this show on Monday night instead of Sunday night. We'll probably end up doing the same thing next week. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Happy New Year. Yep. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy, uh, what is it? Uh, Happy Robonica? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Robonica. Evan already said Happy Festivus. Merry mm-hmm. Festivus, whatever. Um, James, once again, I forgot to send your mom a Kwanzaa card. That's please, right. please remind me next year. I will. And, um, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. Let's put a bow on this baby and uh, call it done. What do you think? I think you can check us out at iopanelpodcast.com. You can get your free Audible trial at audibletrial.com forward slash iopanel. Feedback at uh, iopanelpodcast.com for email, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, Snapchat, some of those we use. Um, iTunes we also use. And uh, I think we wrapped up the year pretty well. Had a good time. Um a lot of reflecting to do, a lot of looking forward to do. I hope you all had a reasonable 2016. we got big visions for 2017, so thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.